0: hello everybody and welcome to the do i have your attention podcast my name is avery boyd and this is a show all about interviewing your city's public servants leaders business owners and executives to see how they make the decisions and why they make the decisions that drive your city check it out and let me know what you think thank you Hello, everybody, and welcome to another great episode of Do I Have Your Attention? I'd like to start off by saying I appreciate all the listeners, all the feedback. Um, thank you for everybody who's tuning in. In this episode, I had the great pleasure of interviewing Gil Sandoval. He owns Sandoval Design out here in Chandler. We had a good conversation. I'll let him talk about in detail what his company does and kind of his history. But we talked a lot about like, motivation and personal inspiration and drive, Um, That gets a lot of people from unsuccessful backgrounds to successful backgrounds, right? It all starts with thinking and structuring your actions. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Tune in and let me know what you think. Thank you. Good afternoon, Gil. How you doing? I'm great, man. I'm great. Um, do you mind introducing yourself and kind of explaining what you do?
1: Yeah, man. So, uh, my name is Gil Sandoval. I am, uh, co-founder and creative director of Sandoval Design and Marketing. Um, we, uh, basically work within the digital, um, industry. So, uh, we create, uh, digital campaigns, ad campaigns, creative campaigns, um, anything that has to do with, uh, um... Oh, dude I just I just blank <laughs> anything that has to do with uh, um, the tech side development right uh, apps platforms websites um, the ad- advertisement side of it creative campaigns um, ad campaigns etc cetera, etc cetera, um, graphic design and the actual production side of things so video production commercials ads um, photography all that kind of stuff
0: okay yeah um, how did you get to this point? Um, you mind giving a little bit about your background, where you come from?
1: Yeah. So um, it's a long story, but long story short, I, I started when I was sixteen. I was uh, I'm, I found graphic design, and I fell in love with graphic design. And ever since then, I, I basically just dedicated myself to to um, learning the ins and outs of of a designer, being a designer, um, learning the business aspects of design. Um, I realized really quickly that there was a difference between art and design, and design served a, a, a different type of purpose and a different function, um, and I realized also really quickly that business owners um, care about bottom line, they care about ROI, they care about moving something forward, so as a designer, I had to learn how to communicate with that, and I had to learn how to align my priorities and my, my goals with their goals in order to um, be able to push an, object, an, an objective it wasn't just about making things that look cool. It was also about making things that look cool, but also that moved the needle forward for a business. So um, at an early age, I I basically would go around knocking on uh, local businesses' doors and saying, hey, um, I'll design a new logo for you for free. If you like it, um, you can pay me whatever you think it's worth. If not, uh, no harm, no foul, you know? Um, And my intent with that was to really uh, cut my teeth Uh, with negotiations cut my teeth with figuring out how to to uh, manage expectations how to how to how to get a new client how to how to learn what is important for a client um, how how the ins and outs of um, creating a contract all that stuff I didn't go to school so um, I I realized that I, I could either go and have someone show me how to do it mm-hmm. um, from a book, or I could just get out there and learn how to do it myself. And being the kind of person that I am, I chose the, the latter. <laughs> get out so, and do it, yeah. So I did that, man. Um, uh, at the same time, um, my brothers and I started a band. Um, we traveled the world in a, in a punk rock band, <laughs> and that led us to Arizona. Okay. Um, and being here in Arizona, I got, I got uh, my first uh, big creative job working for a, a studio. In Scottsdale, um, and about a year and a half or two into that, I quit and um, started this agency. Um, uh, it took me a year to convince my brother to quit as well and, and then come on board, and, and yeah, and then uh, ever, we've been building this ever since.
0: Okay. All right, you said a lot. Um, I got a couple questions from it, but I kind of want to start. Um, at the beginning, you mentioned that there's a difference between art and design. Um, I see you sitting in the classic like Eames chair style um, Eames family is big I like follow them a lot in high in high school and college um, what is your, kind of your definition of the difference between those two and so, the service that they so, or the purpose that they serve
1: yeah so for me I'm a fan of art Right and I'm also a fan of design and oh. i and uh, i I think that those two can be married. I think the difference is that art conveys an internal emotion uh-huh. right like it's it's more about how how it makes you feel what 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 you're looking at, and the interpretation of it and, and it's very subject to interpretation yeah. there's a lot of art that I would not consider pretty, but then to you, it yeah. might look super beautiful right, and amazing, and, and you're like, oh my gosh, this makes me feel so warm and fuzzy inside and to me i'm like it looks like a bunch of splots yeah you know? like, <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't work so it's very subject to interpretation i think design has a has has a functional purpose
0: okay uh
1: design has to solve a problem um from my experience uh and for me design is meant to um bring a solution to a problem um whether it's communication most of the time it's communication it boils down to to, to communication. I, if not all the times, um, but it's meant—it's meant to solve a problem. Um, okay. So whether it's uh, branding, whether it's you know flyers, uh, layout, print, whatever it is, you're solving a problem. Um, so as a designer, um, you have to ask the question: What's what's the problem? Why why am I doing this? When someone comes to you and says I need a new logo, the first question should always be why. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, the next thing I kind
0: of wanted to tackle from. Uh, when you were ex- explaining your background was the experimental portion of it, right um, I've heard recently I was reading this thing it mentioned that you can't s- skip steps right like when you skip steps, you miss lessons so um what was what were kind of like the big lessons as you did this experimental stage where you went door to door and you started negotiations and you kind of built all those skills hand down were were your key milestones or the key
1: lessons you learned that's a great question um I I think the 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 big lessons for me were that the things that I cared about weren't necessarily what other people cared about um number one number one for me I or you know let me backtrack a little bit the first lesson I ever learned was that it's a numbers game at the end of the day it it all comes down to numbers I realized that I, I thought if I go to three businesses, two of them are going to say yes, and one of them is going to say no.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's a, that's you know I could, that's a ratio that I can live with. I realize that that's an absurd ratio that yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> so especially with someone that doesn't have any experience, you know what I mean? Like someone someone like myself that didn't know what they were doing. Um, I, I realized that I had to go and I had to knock on a hundred doors in order to get ten. You know, in order to get five. Um and I, uh, so that was, that was my first lesson was it's, it's, it's a numbers game. It, it's, it's, I equated it a lot to like, um, you know, asking, asking a girl, yeah. you know, when I was in college or not college when I was in high school. And then in, in my, my earlier twenties, I realized that, uh, you know, the first girl I went up to wasn't just going to say yes, you know? Um, so if I asked five of them, maybe one of them would say yes. Um, obviously when I was a younger person, my priorities were a little bit different, but, uh, it's, it's a numbers game. Um, the, the second lesson, if I could quantify it, uh, was negotiating, right? So negotiation is, is, it's something that's ingrained in me uh, Mm -hmm. just culturally, you know, my, my family, my, my background, we are just negotiators. That's just, I don't know if it's a Hispanic thing. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it, yeah. it's, it's just, you know, when someone tells you something is $5, everything inside me just says, well, I'll give you three for it, you know? Yeah. And then and knowing that we're going to settle at four or something or something like that, you know? So when I was a kid, I would, I would, um uh I would, uh, I would have like say $4, right? Yeah. And I would, I would buy a bag of candy, from from the store, this Mexican candy and I, or lollipops, whatever, and I'd buy the bag of candy and we would go to school and I would sell the individual pieces of candy for twenty five cents or seventy five cents, whatever. Mm-hmm until I got caught and I'd get in trouble but from that one $4 bag of candy or $3 bag of candy I'd make 20 bucks. and and for me I was like oh my gosh this is great I'm rich (laughs) this this is awesome I feel like I have money now I can go buy more bags of candy what I didn't realize and what 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 I never got to was the The um, what do you call that? The franchising. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I've heard heard other people. I've heard other people do like similar things when they were kids, and what they ended up doing was getting other kids to sell bags of candy for them. I never thought that. Yeah, because then you don't get in trouble, right? I never supply the candy. (laughs) Yeah, I never thought that way. Um, I never got that that far, but I I I did I did sell candy and get in trouble, and then you know I would wait. And the interesting part was that my mother would they would call my mother, and my mother would be like, "What's the problem?" Yeah.
0: yeah, he's just selling candy. Just candy. He do his homework. Yeah. He was
1: just like, just was he, she, she was always like, yeah. well, "What's the issue? It's just candy, right?" I mean, yeah. she, like he's not hurting anyone. He's just selling candy. Um, but you know, uh, now being a father, I, I realized what the issue was. I don't want some kid selling my my son candy, yeah. just random candy from a bag that he bought somewhere. But I, I I learned the art of negotiation. The the true art of negotiation it's not just about. Growing up, I thought it was about getting my way you know it was like hey I want I want this for me and I want whatever yeah uh, I, I learned really quickly that it, it, it's about it's about finding out what that other person needs and what they value and then um, positioning yourself as the person to deliver on what they need okay. it's not about that's the difference between a car salesman right a car salesman wants to sell you a car period yeah right they, they want to sell you a car my, my job is not to sell you a car my job is to find out how I can best solve the problem that you have so if you want to buy, a, 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 and, and a, let's say, a sedan, but what you really need is a minivan. Yeah. Or if you want to buy a minivan, but you don't need a minivan, what you really need is a truck. Um, my job is to find out what that problem is and solve for that problem, not, not to just sell you a minivan because you want a minivan. Um, because at the, at the end of the day, once, you, once you're in your minivan and you start driving around your minivan, you're, you're going to realize, oh, I didn't actually need a minivan. And then you're gonna get mad at me.
0: Yeah, you know. So
1: <laughs> I learned really quickly um, to find out and get to the bottom of what what the problem is, um, and to start asking questions. And honestly, uh, when you position yourself as a person that brings value, um, cost tends to figure itself out. Um, when when you position something as this this this, this bottle is. Nine ninety nine or a dollar ninety nine. It yeah. could be expensive or it could be cheap. The price is relative. It, your positioning and what you're, what you're communicating is that the materials of this bottle cost $1.99. ninety nine. Yeah. If I were to tell you that, that that this bottle is going to quench your thirst, and you're super thirsty and you haven't drank anything in a really long time, and you're just this is, this is this is bottle. It came from the mountains of Fiji the price changes, right? The perception changes. It's no longer about a $1.99, it's about the experience. It's about the the value, it's about the fact that you're super duper thirsty and I have the only bottle bottle of water in 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 20 miles. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I realized really quickly um to posi- position myself as someone that brings value. Someone that solves problems, not someone that that just designs things for the sake of designing things. Okay. Alrighty. I don't know if that answers the question.
0: No, no, that answers the questions. Um, switching gears, uh, let's talk about kind of the Phoenix area. What are some of the major changes, opportunities you've seen
1: happen in the last five, ten years? So I've I've been here for ten years. Yeah. Um, and what I've what I what I've seen is the landscape change. Okay. Um, and not only from like a physical landscape, but like the business landscape. Um, we're located in downtown Chandler. And I have seen the influx and in the migration of tech startups, uh, tech companies come this way, which is obviously great for a business like ours, um, because we we heavily focus on tech and heavily focus on creative, mm-hmm. and all of these businesses need both. Um, so I have seen that change and I've seen that evolve throughout the years, um, and we're super blessed and and fortunate to be a part of it. You know, we're 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 super fortunate and. Um, grateful to be able to part, be a part of a community that embraces those things mm-hmm. and encourages it.
0: Okay, where well, do you see that going?
1: Like, what are some of the opportunities you guys are looking at in the next five? Um, ten? You know, I'm, I'm sure you've heard like Intel and, and, and Dell and Apple and Waymo and Google, like all of these massive, <laughs> right? Stuff, yeah, not, not companies, not startups, obviously, um, are popping up offices around here, and. My hope is, my hope is that, like it's, it, it this place becomes. Um, I, I, I'm not a economist. I don't know the future of, of 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 you know the workforce of the economy. I'm not that smart. Yeah. Um, I, I know what I know, and I know the experiences that I've had, and I, I that's those are the things, and I, and I know what I want to know eventually. Um, but what I see and what I hope for is that Chandler and Phoenix. Become this um, uh, somewhat of a tech hub, um, which is technically what's currently happening, right? You're used to seeing companies like Waymo come up, come over here, and companies like like um, uh, like the other ones that I mentioned start their offices and, and, and bring bring um, opportunity to this area, which is huge for us. It's huge, and at the same time, it's kind of a bummer because what the the other thing that's happening is that they drive. They drive uh, a lot of things up, um, which the reason why cost of living here is so cheap is because there wasn't any of that. So yeah. now that that stuff com- is coming, cost of living is increasing. Which you know, it's it's fine. But I, I do hear a lot of people complaining about the fact that cost of living is going up because of all these all these companies um, and stuff. But you know, it's a price the price of change. And you either get on board or you get left behind. Okay. Uh- <coughs> more specifically to your
0: business uh, what do you what do you feel the role of this technological growth has played on your individual business and kind of where do you see tech um, having to grow as it changes to like virtual reality and all this stuff playing affecting
1: your business and your
0: utilization
1: you know I, I I want all those things to affect our business yeah like heavily because I want I would love nothing more than to create some awesome AI app or some AI experience and and, and just it, I envision it in my head being this amazing <laughs> thing you know
0: yeah
1: um, the truth is I personally I feel like we're, we're still years away from it um, and with, with that said I feel like the fact that, that our phones and the processors in our phones are, are totally underrated uh-huh. right now because the 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 original iPhones can't do what 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 these do. Like if you if you loaded if you tried to load up some form of VR or, or AR experience into into one of those old phones, it would, it would be super janky. The new ones they handle it so well, you know, and it's super exciting for me because I have a desire to do that. Now, with that said, I have, I haven't the slightest clue of, <laughs> what, of what it actually entails and what we would need to do to get there. Okay. But I want to, <laughs> All right. you know what I mean. And and with that, and with that said, I didn't know what it would take to get to where we are now, you know what yeah. I mean. But we're here but now, you're here. Yeah. so I, you know it's it's it takes a it takes a bit of figuring it, figuring out, um, and a willingness, and I'm definitely willing. So ho- hopefully, hopefully we get we get to be a player in that, and we will. Um, I think it just takes time.
0: Okay. All right. You mentioned the um, growth of tech companies. Um, and this question kinda of sparred because you said you don't know how you got to this point. Uh what are kind, some of the kinda of opportunities or new markets you might be looking at targeting? I know when I was looking at your website I saw a lot of like movie posters and um which you haven't talked about yet and like smaller companies which you, we really haven't talked about yet. So do you have any plans to tackle different industries or Yeah.
1: So um we 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 started in the film industry, okay. right? So everything we did was geared towards films. Um, everything, marketing films, selling DVDs, uh, uh, five, any, everywhere, any, anything from five dollar Walmart DVDs to to you know twenty dollar um, higher end theatrical DVDs. You know, that's where we got our start. That's uh, it, excluding the music side of things. Um, when we first entered into the ad world Uh we started in in movies and films um we quickly quickly migrated into uh small business local business okay right now in the last year and a half we've migrated into the, the tech startup world so we're working on um you know startups uh platforms, SaaS products, applications, web apps, you know, yeah. all all of that stuff, which is incredibly exciting for me because it, it reminds me a lot of our garage days as a band, you know, the angst, the, 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 we're going to conquer the world mentality, all, yeah. all, of, all of that. <laughs> it reminds me so much of that, um, which is why I like it so much, um, uh, the same thing with local businesses small businesses um it, it, there's this like man, there's this grit to it you know there's this like like uh, i'm gonna get punched and i'm gonna fall and i'm gonna fail but i'm gonna get back up and i'm yeah. gonna continue going it's inspiring um i i resonate so much with that because that's literally what, we, what we've had to do you know um so i think that keeps me motivated and it keeps me pumped um and uh, uh so, yeah, um, I think for the, for the future right now, um, uh, some exciting stuff that we've, that we've uh, moved into is the food and beverage industry, mm-hmm. um, which we weren't a part of before. Um, so uh, we branded our first uh, whiskey bottle last year, which was super fun. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's funny because, you know, because we work on films all the time, like we, we'll look at, we'll see like a, a trailer. You know, for a film that we're working on, um, and we'll see it like play after after a baseball game, like the World Series, for example. Yeah, we were, yeah. we saw like Caxal Ridge and all that stuff coming with it. That was great, and it was fun. And I'm not. I hope I don't sound like a tool when I say this, but it was it was awesome. But um, when I saw the whiskey bottle that we branded for the first time at my local grocery store, yeah. and I bought it. I, that was so cool to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. just so rad. Like it, it was just like so much fun, and, and like buying it, and, and I, I was like giddy, and I was so stoked. Um, and it, it's it's strange because you would think, well, you know, I just saw the project they were working on on TV, you know. Yeah. And yes, that that was awesome, and that was great. But this, for whatever reason, buying that bottle. Um, at the grocery store it was really cool and what was even more cool and I'm not going to tell you how long I waited at the aisle <laughs> but what was more cool was watching someone else buy that bottle that 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 was um, that was really cool and I waited I waited some time let's just say <laughs> let's just say it. let's just say that okay alright um That
0: transition you mentioned, um, was there a reason or did you guys just kind of flow more to the things that you like and the things that resonated with kind of your... In the industry? Yeah, like you said, you mentioned you went from the movies to small businesses to startups. Was it more of just the ethos thing, like we like being in that gritty environment? (laughs) Or was it more of a, um, this is what, this was what the area needed
1: more of? You know, um... That's a great question, man. Um, I think, I think being in the grit has something to do with it. Like, just, we, I don't know that I I like it, but I think I secretly like being the underdog and I secretly like being the little guy. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what it is about being underestimated. That just kind of motivates you and, and, and drives you. Um, that, that might have something to do with it. Uh, I haven't really thought about it too much. I think I think the other I think the other thing might be the fact that I get bored easily. Okay. Um, and I like I like, like these things. Challenge. I like a challenge. I like the chase of things. I like you know yeah. um I I was talking to another business owner uh recently and he was communi- he was trying to communicate to me about how much he liked money. Mm-hmm. You know. And he he couldn't find the right words to 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 say and I and I I said to him I I don't like money like per, I like money.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't love money. I love the process of it. I love the the process of making money. I love mm-hmm. the opportunity that the chase, the challenge. Um and I I I think that's what it is. I like I like putting ourselves in situations where we have to grow and we have to become better and we have to think outside the box yeah um we're constantly and i tell our team all the time we cannot be afraid to fail um i'm okay with failing i'm okay with this uh failing today as long as two things um one i want to make sure that today we're better than we were yesterday and yeah. that tomorrow we're better than we are today and two i want to make sure that when we fail we learn from our mistakes if, if, if we fail and we learn it's an investment in who we are if we fail and we don't learn it's a failure mm-hmm. it's just a failure but a failure can be used and can often be disguised as an opportunity um, if we make it right. if we, if we choose for it to be if we, if we choose to learn and grow from it it can, it can grow us, it can teach us I heard someone say once that um, all all uh, opportunities Come disguised as adversities and I think that's so true, you know all of our adversities uh, they're opportunities in disguise um, and i I think there's a lot of truth to that, and if you see it that way and you've positioned yourself to view things that way, um, yeah. you're gonna continually grow and and anything that's meant to stop you is only going to push you further, okay,
0: yeah, and i mean, I've had these conversations before where people like kind of um sabotage the upside because they want to stay in the process. Um, and, um, even like, like Joe Rogan, Gary Vee, they talk about how they like the money piece isn't (laughs) important, right? It's like, I love the process, which is why I can do it. Yeah. Talking about the, the business in terms of, uh, growth. Yep. Um, you guys seem like you have a solid team. Are you guys looking to stay? Well, I didn't ask the original question. Are you guys only doing business in kind of the arizona market or do you guys do
1: business national nationwide no we do nationwide okay Uh, i think um our local business only accounts for probably 15 percent of what we do 10 to 15 percent of what we do Um, most of what we do is in la new york chicago um colorado um yeah it's it's nationwide okay um we're trying to we're trying to get to a global place eventually but Okay. right now it's, it's nationwide
0: yeah. and when you made that jump nationwide how'd you do that was it like knocking on doors again or
1: what was that yeah you know it, 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 it's, <laughs> it's, it's funny man like uh, it's the same process right it was mm-hmm. the same it was the same the same thing it was just on a, on a, on a bigger scale right it wasn't it, it wasn't you know um, the local print shop or the local restaurant anymore it was Warner Brothers and Sony and Lionsgate and Disney it wasn't it wasn't you know w- walking down the street anymore it was flying to new york you know it was flying to la once yeah. a week uh, same thing you know was just knocking on doors you know bugging people making trying not to take no for an answer and at the same time trying not to like annoy people yeah. you know um but it was the same thing yeah
0: okay all right um, what are some of the common misconceptions about what you do Oh man, it depends on who you ask. If you ask my mom,
1: <laughs> if you ask my mom, she thinks we just play video games and spend our whole day on Facebook. <laughs> um, which there's some truth to that, but not 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 really. Um, if you ask, you, you know, there's there's certain level of education that needs to happen when you onboard a new client, uh-huh. especially one that's never used an agency before. The com- when when uh, when you when you're working with a client that's never used an agency before, one of the common misconceptions is that uh, um Everything happens right away, right and the interesting part is that there there people pay you for people pay you for your thoughts. people pay you to to know what to do and yeah. to solve a problem in order to solve a problem. you need to find what the what, what the root of the problem is and what caused the problem um, um, it, any other any other approach all, all you're doing is putting a bandaid over a bullet wound or you're treating the symptom and not the actual source of the problem. So when you treat a symptom and not the actual source, the problem tends to come back. And you don't Mm -hmm. learn from it. You're just basically masking. Um, So there's that common misconception. I I was a freelancer for most of my life, so I I have a lot of... Is it empathy or sympathy? I never know the difference between the two, but (laughs) I have a lot of um, empathy for um, how people view freelancers and then when they graduate to use an agency how they can see that it would be the same thing and it's a very different process and it's a very different relationship um so you know there's there's those common misconceptions uh and all of those are solved with communication really um there uh, another common misconception is you know that we play foosball and drink all day right (laughs) which isn't which isn't true it's it's It seems that way sometimes because a lot of our our social media is basically just us playing foosball and drinking. having a good time, yeah. But but that's not not the truth. Um, There's a lot of work to be done, and there's a lot of work that gets done. The problem is that you can only take a a picture of you sitting at a computer for so long before it gets boring. Yeah. So, you know, obviously a picture of uh, people getting annihilated on a foosball table is a lot more fun than someone just sitting at a computer. Okay. And who doesn't like a good picture of whiskey? You
0: know? Yeah. Kinda elaborating on that education that takes place, um, do you mind kinda describing the difference? I, I think I understand, but um describing the difference between freelancers and agency work for like the people one and then two, um, as you onboard new employees, right, how do you make sure the messaging stays the same you mean like um, the internal messaging yeah. yeah the internal messaging and I'm assuming they deal with clients or are you the only one who No no no, no. Yeah. no. Yeah. yeah yeah so they like to make sure it's not like Gil saying one thing and Jack saying another yeah
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. um so uh, so the question is twofold right so yeah. the, the, the the first one is the difference between the freelancer freelance. and the agency work so um for me the main and again I I've never been a part of another agency yeah um I ne- I never worked for another agency. I I literally went I didn't know that they existed. The first time I realized an agency existed, I remember telling my brother Manny like, "Hey, this is this is a real thing. People do this." Um and I fell in love. Like I I just I fell in love with 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 the ways the way that the agencies looked with the way that they functioned with the the fact that they felt like idea factories and they felt like they were getting paid to to think and and, and to create and to and to just you know, um, um, solve problems, and I, it, it was just such a cool, cool idea and concept that I I I, I fell in love with it immediately, um, which is why uh, when I found that agencies were a real thing, I, I threw myself. Dirty. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, like I'm in, out. <laughs> in, in hindsight, in hindsight, it would have been it would have been beneficial maybe to, to to go work for an agency. <laughs> I think I think I would have learned a lot. But also, um, I've I've realized, especially in the in in the last year, that the fact that I was never a part of an agency has uh, has actually well n- none of us were a part of an agency, um, my, myself or my partners. Um, it serves as um, it served us really well because we weren't we weren't um, subject to any of the red tape or or, or the bad habits or the bureaucracy or, or, or politics, any of that and I never experienced it I didn't know it so yeah. I basically made up what I needed to you know I, we, we would sit in a room and say how could this work how could this process be better how could we make this better and it really came from a place of creativity it came from a place of us figuring it out not from a... I, I, I firmly believe that just because you've done something like that in the past and just because it worked in the past doesn't mean it's going to work mm-hmm. in the future. It doesn't mean that it, that's how it's done. And just because that's how it's always been done doesn't make it right. So for us, it was it was about figuring out new ways to do it, you know, new ways to to figure it out, new ways to make it work. And to be honest, like, we didn't know. Manny, my, my partner and I, we sat in a room about the size of this that was... Our whole office, that was, that was our office. It was the size of this room. We would sit in it and figure out what went wrong with this project. How are we going to fix it? You know, um, I think a lot of times, especially from now that I, I, I am in the agency world and I speak to other agency owners, a lot of their issues come from the fact that that's how it's always been done. So it's very difficult to change that yeah. um, because it comes from the top. You know, so it, it's very difficult to change that and, and that mentality and that that, that way of, of thinking throughout the entire agency. For us, we were born out of figuring it out. You know, like uh, we were we, we we were born figuring it out. Our agency was 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 born solving problems, it was born creating things. So for us, it's not a thing that we have to change. It's it's a thing that we get to encourage, and, and, and we, we thrive at it. Um, if if we have a problem with the process, we change it. You know, um, and if we have a problem with 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 uh, the way that something um, went down or is going down, we, we change it. It's it's not a it's not a like oh well that's how it's done so that's how we have to do it. Uh-huh. It's a, hey that's not working so change it. You know, and we empower everyone here to be a part of that. Um, so to answer your question, uh, the difference between a freelancer for me and and an agency uh, is in the simplest form a freelancer is working by themselves. Right, a freelancer. Yeah. You're you're the project manager. You are the account manager. You are the designer. You are the developer. You are the consultant. You are the you're the thinker. You're the doer. You're you're all of it. You are siloed, right? You are uh-huh. you're you're basically in charge of, uh, of making this thing. Most freelancers, myself included, um, we tend to fall into this pay by uh, getting paid by the hour um, situation, which seems like a great idea. at first and then you what ends up happening is that you get penalized for finishing faster you get penalized for for being fast and then you start entering into this conversation of um well that should only take you 30 minutes yeah you know that should only take you two hours um when the reality is it's not the fact that it took you two hours it's the fact that you spent the past 15 years or 10 years or 5 years or 2 years for that matter figuring it out and how to get it to that place so um it might take me two hours, but it's not going to take you two hours. Yeah. You know, it's going to take you three days. I know how to do that. I know how to solve that problem, which is, that's the value. That's where the value comes. With an agency, it's a little easier to to, uh, to paint that picture because you have so many moving parts, you have so many different people. Uh-huh. Um, with an agency, for, for myself, one of the first lessons I learned when I opened the agency was uh, hiring people that were better at doing things that I wasn't that good at, right? So, um, I, I, I realized really quickly um, which, which is why uh, you know I was so adamant Other, aside from the fact that I love my brother and I wanted to work with him um, I, it took me a year to convince him to come on board was because of the fact that or to do this with me was because of the fact that I knew that he was so good at what he did I knew that he was, he, and he won't say this because he's super humble and he's a great dude, but he's, the way that he thinks about marketing and advertising is amazing. Um, What he can do with an ad budget, I've never seen anyone else be able to do. And the way that he thinks about things and positioning things is, is just incredibly creative. He's a creative in his own right and in his own mind. So I knew that he was really good at that. So I knew in order for us to succeed, we had to... I had to find people and, and uh, bring people on board that were really good at the things that I wasn't good at. Um, an account manager is, is a, a, a great example of that. A project manager is a perfect example of that.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm not good at detailed work. I'm just not. I'm a, I, 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 if you tell me to, to remember to do something, I'm probably going to forget. You know, <laughs> 9, out 10 times, Nine out of ten times I, I, will, I will forget. I, I just will. I tell our clients all the time, I will answer the phone. You call me at midnight, I will answer the phone. I'm always working. I will answer the phone anytime. You can call me at any time. I, I, I will respond eventually. If I don't I, will, I, I if, if I don't respond right away, I will respond eventually. But I will always answer the phone. Yeah. What I cannot do <laughs> is, when you tell me to set a meeting, for whatever reason, something in my brain just like, doesn't click. I either have to do it right there on the spot, or it just won't get done. The problem is, um that, that instead of me pouring my energy into being this super great organ, organized person i wanted to pour my energy into becoming a better leader a better creative a better business owner a better businessman a better yeah. entrepreneur um i i i have i've come a long way in the, in the <laughs> organizational side i've come a long way and i will continue to get better yeah. i'm never gonna be this uber organized person I'm never gonna like just be this amazing organized person so I hire really great organized people you know we hire people that are, that are organized that, that can that have that skill set that know what they're doing In that I'm never gonna be that you know <laughs> as much as I try I will get better yeah and, I, and 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 it'll happen but I'm never gonna be the best organized person I'm just not so I'd rather focus my energy on being the best at what I can be. um So, um, you know, that uh, um, positioning myself, I I never really figured out how to position, um, uh, as a freelancer, position myself as a um, value-based pricing, value-based projects and all that stuff. Um, I was never able to do it. Um, I, I quickly moved into the agency world. Um, and in the agency world, it was a lot easier for me to do that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I was able to do it. Now I have the knowledge that if I, if I were to rewind, I'd go back and I can. Yeah. But I didn't know how to do it then. Um, I do now, um, which is how we price everything. Um, but, uh, you know, um, that's the biggest difference, you know, for, for me, at least from, from my experience. Um, uh, the collaborative piece is huge. Um, it's a huge difference. As a freelancer, I didn't collaborate as much as I do here. You know, um, here we have a you know we have a great design team. We have a great great video and audio team. We have a, a great uh, uh, marketing team. We have a, a great dev team. You know, we yeah. we, we can collaborate on so much. You know, we can do so much together. So that is really great that's a very very big difference and I hear a lot of freelancers uh, when they reach out to me I hear a lot of them uh, talk about how that is one of the things that they're missing in their lives is the collaboration aspect so yeah man um okay that's what I would say is the
0: difference what was the, what was okay. the other question the other question was about um your employees your team how do you um get them equalized and maintain um, kind of that same level of messaging across the whole team
1: um so that's communication right yeah. it's intentional um and it has to be intentional it has to happen on a day-to-day basis i'm i'm extremely fortunate and i talk I, again i talk to m- my um, my brother all the time about this how how fortunate we are to be able to work for some amazing people and to do work for these incredible leaders and incredible inspirational people. And we get to learn from them firsthand, you know. I sat down uh, with Horst Schultz, who is one of the co-founders of Ritz Carlton, Uh um, because we were working on his new book. And I got to sit down with him, and the conversation that I had with him over coffee here at Peixoto um, for about an hour and a half was... I mean, invaluable, invaluable. Uh, the 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 dude gets paid, and he you know he told me he's like I get embarrassed when people pay me the amount of money that they pay me to speak, but that's that's what they pay me, you know. And yeah. He's like it's crazy. The dude gets paid insane amounts of money to speak at conferences for forty five minutes, and I had an hour and a half with him where he just poured wisdom, and wisdom and wisdom into me, and it's it's amazing. You know, and I, I realize that that's not that's an opportunity that not many people have and I'm grateful for uh-huh. so I, try, I want to not take it for granted and I want to learn and, 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 and ask the right questions and be there in the moment and, and just soak it all in um, so to answer your, your question um, one of the best pieces of advice that he gave me is a a, a um, it, it is imperative for a company to have a vision. It is imperative for a company to have a mission statement. Because what it, what it does, is it, it aligns everyone. And it's not, it's not good enough just to have a mission statement and a vision statement. It's not good enough to have that direction. Uh-huh. You have to continually communicate it and continually drill it into people. Continually just pound it and pound it and pound it. And it's not just for the people here. It's also for myself. Continually reminding ourselves, where are we going? what are we doing what's the future um what are we working towards um I read a quote the other day uh let me read it to you I thought it was super um super great and it really resonated with me um uh, uh where is it um oh it said uh, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure um fulfillment will make you happy um if you don't find what fulfills you all the achievements of the world are are worthless um and i i i totally agree with that it's 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 the reason why you know we see time and time again these multi-billionaire people be miserable right you see actors that have everything that commit suicide you know you see these people and just like you're, you're like dude you have everything <laughs> how is it that you can be miserable you yeah. know what I mean like you yeah. have everything but the truth is that they don't Yeah, I, I, I grew up extremely poor so I grew up in South Central Los Angeles and my family was very 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 poor I don't remember being unhappy I remember being happy I remember like you know mm-hmm. I, I vividly remember my mother watering down milk you know, and saying all we have to eat today was tortillas and guacamole uh-huh. and I hated guacamole at the time I love guacamole now like, like every other saying <laughs> in person but, but at the time I hated yeah. guacamole because that's all we used to eat And I, I, but I remember being happy and I remember my mother just drilling into me like we have to be grateful we have to be grateful because there are people in the world that don't have what we have that would kill for tortilla and guacamole yeah. that would kill for watered down milk that would kill for water you know and we have that here uh-huh. um so, uh, um, you know, it it was drilled into me that that's something that was drilled into me and my brothers, uh, at an, at an early age. You know, it was just you got to work hard. You know, if someone else did it, that means you could do it too, because God gave you one brain, He gave you two eyes, He gave you two hands, He gave you two ears. You have everything else that anyone else has. Yeah. You know, um, um, so if if someone did it, you can do it as well, and um, and. The other side of it was, you know, my mother drilling gratefulness into us, you know, just we're, we're, we're blessed. We're, we have everything we need. We have each other. We have water. We may not have a lot of food. We may not have a lot of this and a lot of money. And we may live in this one room laundry room with six people, but we have each other and we're healthy, you know, and that's enough. It should be enough. So now, you know, I, I take that same approach with our business. You know, every every day my, my brothers and I we we come into this place and we, we we thank we thank God for it. You know, we we are so grateful for the fact that we get to not only do what we love to do, but we get to do it with amazing people and we get to work on these amazing projects. I mean how many people would kill for that opportunity? Yeah. You know? And yes, today was a hard day. You know, yes, <laughs> yes today sucked. And yes, the thing that we did that we hoped and worked so hard for didn't work out. But, but at least we tried. you know at least we're here, at least we're trying. Um, we're gonna fail, but we failed because again. we tried. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know we failed because we tried. you know if, if, if we're not trying, if, if we're not failing it means we're not trying. you know And we're, we're, we're doing it and we're getting there. and as long again, going back to the same thing as long as we're better than we were yesterday, that's progress and we're yeah. moving forward. So every day you know, we tell we tell people here, um, let's be grateful for it. Let's be grateful for what we get to do. Um, let's 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 be grateful for the clients that we have, the work that we get to do, um, this this place that we get to, to, to work in. Um, let's let's be grateful that we we get to do life and, and, and work in an environment that's that's not uh, stifling, that's not like it's not it's not a cage it's uh-huh. it's it's free it's a, a free work environment like you, we can we can um uh, be we trust each other here you know like i tell our team all the time you have my trust trust for me isn't earned it's something that's lost you know so i, I give you my trust I, uh-huh. I, 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 I believe in you we hired you for this and I, we believe that you can do it Go ahead and do it. Don't worry about all the drama that comes with, with with work and and politics and blah blah. Let me worry about that. You worry about doing the best job that you possibly can. Yeah. You know, like that. Those are things to be grateful for. Um, Too. We, we need to we need to constantly be better we need to constantly get better if we're not getting better if we're not moving forward we're moving backwards there's no there's no in between you know? like <laughs> yeah. it, you're, you're either going forward or you're going backwards I, I I have this image in my head of like the world is just a conveyor belt or it might be a pessimistic way of looking at it but it's not the world is a conveyor belt moving backwards and if you're not m- constantly moving forward it's pulling you back yeah you know and I, I i i believe that I believe that if we 're not getting better on a day to day basis um what are we doing you know why why Horst Schultz said said this um, he said uh we have no right we have we we have no right to wake up and not have purpose we 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 've been given this life, and we have zero right to to wake up every day and go to work and not have purpose, um, which is like so simple but yet yeah, so profound at the same time if yeah. you really think <laughs> about it you know um and and uh, he then he turned around on me and looked at me and said you have no right not to give your people purpose not to allow them and paint a picture of a journey and let them come on a journey with you um then it's their decision do they want to be a part of this journey or not and if they don't that's not that's not a bad thing it's just think people are people you know and everyone's got their own journey uh uh-huh. So you know um, we we communicate that on a daily day basis here. Um, one, when you walk through these doors, you got to empty your cup. As cheesy as cliche as that sounds, you got to empty your cup. Um, we can't learn. We can't learn new things if we think we know everything. So empty your cup. Um, you got to be better than you are yesterday. You got to be better than you were yesterday. And you, know, you can't be a jerk. You know you got to be a good person. You got to yeah. care. Um, and. It's a daily it's a daily thing, man. It's communicating that it's difficult, it's not easy, you know, but it's constantly communicating what we're doing, constantly communicating where we're going, what the purpose is. Um, and whenever we whenever one of us strays, because we 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 will because yeah. we're human beings, is realigning and telling this is what this is where we're going. Are you still on board with that? This is what we want. Are you still on board with that? Life changes. People, people change, you know. Uh, I know that firsthand. My priorities before I had kids are so different now that I do <laughs> have kids, you know, that I'm yeah. married, all this stuff. It's so different. It changes. My priorities changed from last year even, you know. So things change, and you have to be able to change with that. You have to be able to change with people um, and meet people where they are. Okay. So, yeah. All right. What keeps you fresh?
0: What do you um, personally like to tap into, read, watch?
1: I, I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not a big reader. Okay. I, don't, I don't read a lot. Um, uh, I've never been a big reader. I've actually had reading issues. I don't, I don't know that if it's dyslexia or anything like that, but I, I've never been a big reader. Um, so podcasts are huge for me. Um, whenever anyone, any of my friends or my wife or anyone wants me to read something, they send it to me in audio format because <laughs> they know that it'll happen. If, if, and if not, if it's not an audio format, it won't actually get done. Um, so I, you know, I, 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 I listen to, to all kinds of podcasts, um, ranging from, you know, Hor- Horst Schultz. Craig Rochelle has been a huge one. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you familiar with Craig Rochelle? The Leadership yeah. Podcast. Yep. Um, he's phenomenal. Really, really, really great dude. We were able to work on his book, too. Okay. So being able to listen to him speak and him, like, just pour advice in, in, into me as well is, is huge. He said one thing, too, uh, that has resonated, it stuck with me, is you can't have, you can either have growth or you can have control. You can't have both.
0: <laughs> and it's just
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, it's just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, what? Um, yeah. It's so simple, and I don't understand. Can you explain that to me? And then, you know, like, and it's just like, man, it's so true, you know? Like, if you want to grow, you got to let go of things. you got to let go of control. Um, so... Craig Rochelle's been huge for me. Um, Horst Schultz has been huge. Gary Vee has been huge for me. Um, I also listen to a lot of inspirational people like T.D. Jakes. Um, um, uh, you know, um, a lot of, like, tactical people, too. Chris Doe. Have you heard of Chris Doe? Yeah. That 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 uh, dude's been huge for me. Um, uh, yeah, man. You know, I, lis- I listen to a lot a lot of that stuff. Um Audiobooks, um, uh, excellence wins is a huge one It's hor schultz book um and that one's incredible um uh but yeah uh, mainly it's podcasting and mainly you know it's stuff like that uh entrepreneurs people people that i resonate with like that um um christo you know gary v those kind of people i resonate a lot with because they have similar stories like yeah. mine, so i can see myself in them um, they have that same mentality, you know, that same, like, just hustle, go get it done mentality. Just get it done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> no, so I like them, too. <laughs> I, I, resonate, I resonate a lot with them, with, with, with people like that, and Horst Schultz is one of them, too. I mean, the, the dude came from Germany, and he was incredibly poor, um, and he became one of the world's most sought-after hoteliers, um, and he he was a, just a poor boy from, what is he, is like, a middle school education? Horst Schultz? Yeah middle i mean think about a middle school education dude like i remember talking to him and being like why well, i don't i don't have a college degree and he was like i don't have a high school degree it serves me right for complaining yeah. to someone like hor schultz like, yeah. you, know, you don't do that right? it's stupid <laughs> this rookie move dude um but you know it, it's it, it's it's one of those things man and yeah so yeah people like that i resonate a lot with um And just the other story, what 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 they're all about, their 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 uh, um, their hustle and how they get things done is it's great. I heard, and this wasn't his quote, but I heard uh, you know everything that happened with Nipsey Hustle.
0: Yeah.
1: He read this quote, and it it was a a George Bernard Shaw quote, but it it hit me so hard. The quote says, "Oh shoot," Um, the quote says. The reasonable man adapts himself to the world. The unreasonable one persists in trying to adapt the world to himself. Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable, unreasonable
0: man. man yep. Dude, <laughs> I, when I heard that, I was like. Oh. <laughs> did you have you, did you, yeah, yeah? I'm, oh, I read but I, I'm a reader so like okay re- yeah yeah <laughs> I've, I've read it before but no nah, that is that's true. so huge I, like I the first like, time oh, I remember I read that in high school and I was like wait a minute let me read this again yeah 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 I read it I read it a week ago
1: or, or, or this week yeah. and I was like oh dude <laughs> yeah I had to like repeat it like six times to get it and then I realized that he was he was citing someone else and so I looked it up and sure enough there's this guy and I was like oh man it's so huge um, but yeah man it's, it's on it's on your shoulders all right um last question
0: ask everybody is like their power hour what what do you want um your spotlight to be about your company about your business about yourself
1: oh man <laughs> what would you uh, like to say <laughs> dude i you know i i i want to say uh, we're uh, what do I want people to know? You know, if if I think about what I want people to know us as, I want people to know us as first and foremost, um, uh, people that are spending day in and day out to make themselves better, um, to be good people, um, to build long lasting relationships, um, regardless regardless of the work, regardless of the money. I want to build relationships. I want to. I want to. At the end of the day, when I'm on my deathbed and 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 I, and I look back, I don't want to. I don't want to see I want to see faces you know what I mean like I want to I want to see people that, that I was able to help or, or that I was able to be a part of um, mo- more than I want to see um, companies or, or projects or, or or awards or work
0: yeah
1: um, I want to see faces and I tell our team here all the time don't think about the project think about the person you know don't look at don't look at the work look at who you're doing it for it's we do it for the person not not for the work we do it for the we do it for for for, for Evan for, for Kenneth for for Ben for Josh for these people it's not it's not for the work we do it for them um so i want to i want to be known for that i, I want to be known for 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 someone and a group of people a group of individuals that are so different from one another yeah. um that wake up every day trying to be better you know uh, trying to be better than they were yesterday uh, I want to be known for I want us to be known for a group of individuals that didn't take no for an answer that that were met with incredible um obstacles and um opposition and still pushed through day in and day out and and made something um, above anything else and I know that's that that's strange to hear from an advertisement agency yeah right <laughs> but but it's the truth you know um i i, I want i want uh, I want people to see us and and be able to be able to see that they're ex- the same way that I see Hor Schultz, and I and I and I think my excuses don't matter, my my complaints don't matter, none of this matters. Right. Yeah. I want people to see us like that too. You know, I want people to see my my, my brothers and myself as people that had every obstacle, you know, maybe not every obstacle, but they had a lot of obstacles. Mm-hmm. You know? um, we didn't we didn't come from from money we didn't come from a rich family we didn't come from means we but but we made it work and we figured it out and um we're not there yet but we're on our way you know um so yeah man um and i would like people to know that our doors are open and 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 whether they're a creative or a business owner they can come in here and hang out and um we're here we're here to help okay
0: I think, I think it's so interesting, like, as I talk to more people, the ones who are in the tech fields or the fields that are arguably accused of being um, distractions or distancing people from human emotion always have a cent- center that's like, hmm. we focus on people. <laughs> yeah. We focus on people or we um, try to bring people to the center of things, but thank you, thank you. I, I appreciate, appreciate
1: it. it. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Of course. Yeah. All right
0: this concludes another great episode do i have your attention like i said i enjoyed a lot of the personal and professional motivation in this conversation the quotes the pop references um essentially all the knowledge that was shared um Throughout this process, has been great getting to know all the different people, and that was kind of my point, and then show the different aspects of the people who are leading your city. So I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. If you'd like to reach out, have any comments, questions, or concerns, the Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter handle is D-I-H-Y-A underscore talks, right? And I'm on them usually every day, quick to respond. Otherwise, thank you, and I'll see you next week.